Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live? Uh, we are live as I'm yawning. <laughs> we, are we are live. We are live with that yawn. Okay, cool. Where, yes. um, where are we? We are in a big medical building. We're in a big a medical building. That hopefully you won't hear. In LA, right. And nor, nor will we hear any sirens. And welcome to... Gross Anatomy. Gross Anatomy Podcast. Dot com. Dot com. (laughs) (laughs) Where we explore the sight, smell, sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, whatnot, and all of that around us. So what are we doing today? Today I wanted to talk about, there was um, another New York Times article that um, referenced stuff that we had been talking about. It basically talked about how um, celebrities now act like they can just throw out medical advice, and it used Jessica Biel as an example. She was the latest Love one, her. yeah. And right. most people, or a lot of people, do. Right. But I guess she got a lot of flack recently because she didn't like the latest um, legislation to oppose, or she tried to oppose a bill that would create an extra layer of oversight for parents seeking medical exemptions to vaccines for their children. And it was in California. Wait, what does that mean? So she's trying to to help. So prevent what, vaccination, so basically? Whole, Is she pro-anti-vax? Well, the whole bill had to do... No, she says she's not, because so many people came They came up against her for posing with Robert F. Kennedy, who is infamous for being a vaccine skeptic. Like, she was going around to different... Is Robert F. Kennedy related to the Kennedys? Robert F. Kennedy Jr., yes. He is, um... Yeah, Robert's son. He's one of the Kennedys. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. He's a real Kennedy. Yes. Is he a doctor? No. No, okay. That's the problem. So Jessica Biel said initially... Supporting the people who don't want to vaccinate their kids. So, yeah, what this bill was proposed for was because there are doctors that are giving a lot of medical exemptions very, I guess, easily Mm. for people to not get vaccinated. I guess it was really based on, like, one doctor who kept doing it. But I guess the problem was that uh, people could pay to see certain doctors and they could get exemptions. Mm. So this bill would make that a lot harder. Like, they would have to go through a lot more... They would have to be able to prove undoubtedly that this person cannot have vaccinates. Oh, so her stance was she actually believes in yes. allowing parents not yes, to vaccinate. She believes she believes in parents having that choice. She calls it health freedom, I believe. Health freedom. Yeah. You, you know what it reminds me of, though? Yeah, no, I, you know... Motorcycle well, how do you feel helmets. About that as well, a what doctor? about motorcycle helmets? Right, right. We, or, or even bicycle helmets. You know, we know that if there are injuries, if there are crashes, it prevents fatalities. Bicycle mm-hmm. helmets, motorcycle helmets. So, but should we enforce that? Should it be a law? Or should we say bicycle and motorcycle at your own risk? That's true. And we do enforce it. So we do enforce we it. We decided don't we? that that kind of safety is important. Right. So. So as a doctor, though, I guess you don't have a problem with it, right? Like, you've never had a case where you needed to medically exempt someone from getting a vaccination. It's never... No, but but at the, at the hospital where I work, everybody must get a flu shot. You uh, have to get a flu shot. Oh, you can't? There's no if, way you can get well, out of it? So if you're an employee at the hospital you mu- or working at the hospital or want to be a doctor at the hospital, you have to get a flu shot. And not only do you have to get your flu shot, you have to have like carry like a little card that shows that you had the flu shot, and you have to sign off in the medical record that you have the flu shot. But there are some people who have had allergic reactions 
near-fatal allergic reactions to the flu shot. There are some people who've developed this weird um, muscle kind of weakness paralysis thing from the flu shot called Guillain-Barre. Mm. Um, so those people are certainly exempt from getting the do, flu shot. Do All they have to do is just say, I've had this before. So they, I, I don't know what they have to do to um, show that they, they've had it. I don't, I don't know what papers, but I think during flu season, I think they have to wear a mask. If they want to come into the hospital, I think I they must... That wear a mask although, and did although, that start because what was it, like a few years ago like so much staff had to like call out sick and there was like a big flu i think epidemic I, yeah because the flu epidemic i think you know it's known how it's spread it, it's interesting that they make it mandatory so interestingly we don't have to pay for the flu shot they the hospital provides the flu shot to everybody who works here okay um so uh what is your question? I don't even remember. Where am I going with <laughs> no, this? No, so I guess you probably wouldn't have a problem with the bill if it makes it more likely that parents are going to have to get their children vaccinated. Because we've talked about the children spread should of the be measles. vaccinated. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's a the, no what, brainer. It's not like we're doing. It's not like we're doing anything dangerous. And, and a lot. And we've talked about it. The stu- this study was all debunked. It was like mm-hmm. a myth almost. And. Yeah, could occasionally stuff happen, you know, to someone? Could da-da-da happen? Sure. Is it definitely because of this vaccine? There's no evidence to show it is. But we now know that measles is on the rise because of people not vaccinating their children. And that's going to kill people. Yeah, and that's what you can prove. Right, right. And we know it, it had been nearly wiped out. And now, because of people deciding that they know better, it's not. Right. So... And I guess that's the problem that people have with Jessica Biel. It's like she cites, you know, uh, her dearest friends that apparently have a child that can't get vaccinated or children that can't get vaccinated, but she gives no scientific proof. Mm. She just says that, and that's the reason that yeah. this bill shouldn't be passed. But the bill was passed, so I don't know how it is with you, but I was reading online about a lot of doctors being frustrated with patients just, you know, either citing celebrities like Jenny McCarthy for not getting vaccinated or citing, like, stuff they just read on Google or, like, a Facebook post, you know, like, this is bad for me, I shouldn't take this medicine or do that. And doctors are just getting a little frustrated. Like, well, right. I went to... This is what I'm telling you you need to take. If you don't trust me, you can get a second opinion, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy today. So, so often, especially in L.A., especially in this town... Patients come in having done tons of research, a lot of which is probably not accurate or not true, and but but some of it may be, you know, some of it may be great research, and 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 they come in already kind of knowing what their disease is and and how they should be treated, and and it, but sometimes is it good to like because I can't help. Go, but go down those rabbit holes too. Like I'm guilty of it too. Like yeah. when I have like a rash or something, I'm always like looking up stuff. And now because of watching House, I'm always like looking up symptoms of lupus because right. they say everything's lupus. I'm like, right. what are the symptoms again? Yeah. Um, I no, I, I don't think it. I I definitely think getting multiple opinions is very reasonable, especially when you're about when you're going to undergo a surgery or when you have something that people don't necessarily know what to do. Or if you don't feel totally comfortable with someone. 
What did did you read about Alex Trebek recently was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer? No. Or maybe I did. I don't remember. Yeah, it was about three months ago. So there was another article that referenced him. From Jeopardy. Yes. Right. So apparently he was uh, in a story published in People and he shared his good news, which sounds awesome. It says he's in near remission. Um his tumor shrank by 50%, and then his doctor said they haven't seen this kind of positive result in their memory. But um, some doctors had a problem with that, saying that that kind of news, like, puts it out of perspective. Like, what it actually means to, like, shrink tumors and, like, survival rates. But I don't, I mean, it seems like a happy, positive story, but I guess some doctors have a problem with that thinking it, like, gives people more, like, false hope to see, like, oh, I can just go through all these extremes and survive when maybe that's not how it's going to be and maybe that's not how you should spend the end of your days. I don't know. It got kind of dark, but... Right. So, pancreatic cancer, we know adenocarcinoma of the pancreas, uh, which is the most common pancreatic cancer. We mm-hmm. know typically presents late mm-hmm. because you, you rarely have symptoms of from pancreas cancer. Um, and the pancreas lives way back in our abdomens, in the retroperitoneum, it's called, which is um, basically up against our back to some degree. So we typically don't have symptoms from it, and even a teeny tiny small centimeter cancer uh, could already act badly. Um, And by the time it starts causing symptoms, it tends to be bigger, and the symptoms tend to mean that it's now... um, invading or involving either arteries or veins or or the um or going even further into the back where we have our nerve plexus and causing pain or maybe it's blocking our intestines Mm -hmm. and that that's often the problem with pancreas cancer now sometimes we catch it early luck and usually it's lucky you know or usually something they're being investigated for something else or sometimes the it's, it's a small cancer in a good location that's found before it starts causing any of these bad problems. But that's not usually the case um, with pancreatic cancers. So, um, but we do sometimes catch it early. And when we catch it early, it's, it's treatable and even curable. The reality is, is we often catch it sort of intermediate or late. Um, that's not to say we don't have good... There's still surgery sometimes that could treat it, and there are chemotherapies that could sometimes treat it. Um, and this is a very long answer for your question, and I don't even know where I'm going. But um, so yeah, sometimes after chemotherapy or therapy, you do get a 50% reduction, um, and that doesn't necessarily mean the patient's going to do any better. Like you said, they still may have the same bad outcome; they still may not survive. Yeah. I mean, I guess I never thought of it from the perspective of a patient going through the same thing, reading that article. Because I would look at people article like, oh, good, you know, maybe Alex Trebek is going to be okay. I wouldn't think of it as, like, the doctor saying that this story, like, nobody, like, held it up to any kind of, like, medical scrutiny. And it does not mean that people that have the same problem, if they receive the same treatment, are going to see the same kind of improvement. Right. But the problem with saying that the tumor shrunk 50%, it doesn't necessarily mean that their their survival is going to be any different. That's what they're that, saying. That's too. what often happens is they get a they get a shrinkage of the tumor of the cancer, 
but the survival often is the same. Or unfortunately, when we're dealing with pancreatic cancer with chemotherapy and things like that, we're talking about just adding months to someone's life. We're, we're usually not talking about much more than that when it's that advanced. But months could mean a lot. But at the end of the day, I do think it's very important to give people hope. That's what I was thinking when I read that. I was like, well, isn't hope good? I mean, yeah. don't you kind of want it? Yeah, I, I believe in hope, but I believe in, in being realistic. So, I mean, if someone came to me with a very advanced pancreatic cancer, what I try to do is I'll say to them, listen, this is, a, this is the most serious. You, you can't get any more serious than this. This is the kind of thing that it's important already now, no matter what's going to be, to start making sure whatever it is you need to wrap up in your life, you, you wrap it up as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of treatments and, and different, and we have a plan, and we could do this, and we could do that, and let's see. And there's no real way to say to anybody, you have six months, you have 12 months, you have a year, you have two years, you have five years. There's no way to tell because who knows, in six months from now, while someone's getting treatment that's just reducing it by 50% and carrying we may come up with something else in six months from now that's going to give you nine months. And then in nine months from now, maybe we'll come up with something that's going to give you another eight months. And mm-hmm. and we're kind of at that point with cancer research and with developments that with different cancers, we kind of are making some of those leaps. Nice. Um, we're not really there in terms of curing pancreatic cancer, but there's even there's vaccine studies. There's a lot of different things. And then there's also the pancreatic cancer that Steve Jobs had. Which, is, which was not adenocarcinoma, which is a neuroendocrine, a different kind of pancreatic cancer that even though could be big bulky tumors, is a lot more treatable and not can be curable, but at least is so much more treatable that patients could live a long time, okay. years and years with that cancer. And... You know, I I, I don't so know. Of course, all... you want that. I mean, I'm right. So that maybe he had that kind. Of hope. Yeah, right. maybe. Maybe he had that kind. But the truth is, you know, talking about Steve Jobs, who supposedly was a genius, um, he was a fool because he had a cancer that was probably way more treatable. But it, you know, if you read the book or saw I his did, movie, I did read that he book. treated himself with herbs and diet and mm-hmm. and for a while didn't embrace standard therapy. And I think had he embraced regular traditional medicine and the alternative medicine, which I love, Yeah. but had he not thrown away traditional medicine, he might be alive today. Right. When he did go to medicine, it was basically It was probably too, too late. Too late is what they say. Yeah. Or, or they reference. Yeah. You know, you you could do certain things with alternative therapy, and but you got to embrace traditional medicine, unfortunately. Because that's where, I mean, the science backs it up. There's just more... The science backs it up. And, and are some of these traditional therapies poisons? Yeah. But the poisons are going to kill the cancer, and you'll bounce back from the poison. Mm-hmm. Um, alcohol is a poison. True. Sometimes you don't bounce back from it. Sometimes you don't bounce back. Um, do you have, lastly, their um, ranker, which we've used before, has a list of worst celebrity health advice. Do you have any that you can think of that... Jenny McCarthy came in at number one with her anti-vaccine right. activism. Right, and there's a siren in the background for special effect. <laughs> yeah. Worst celebrity advice. Um, Tom Cruise was another one. 
Uh, oh, he went right. On that over, against yeah. antidepressants. Yeah, because he's Scientologist, right. so they don't believe in psychiatry. Right. Which can be very dangerous to kind of spread that. Right. Spread that around. And that was the whole postpartum blues thing, right? Yeah. Who was the woman? I think Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, yeah. so... That was huge. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think he then eventually apologized, didn't he? If I'm not... I don't don't remember. Maybe not. I think privately there may have been... Maybe he did. I don't know. Or if he's just Tom Cruise and everyone just loves him so they just don't care. I like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean... I don't like his... That stuff. I don't either, but his movies make money. His movies make money. And I like him. Um, other bad advice. Um, what about celebrities uh, cloning their animals? But that doesn't, that's not... Uh, Barbara Streisand. Cloned her animals, right? Her dogs. Right. Which I thought was crazy. Yeah. But she, yeah. She's very we open love, about it, so she must have not thought it was crazy. Right. We love our, one of our dogs. Actually, two, we love our dogs. And we you really rescue love them. We do, yeah. But we, you wonder, you know, if you could clone them. I don't know. Interesting. You guys would never do that. No, I don't know. I mean, if I had a zillion dollars, who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's her money, whatever she wants to do with it. Right. And what else? Um, well, the number five is actual an actual doctor, but Dr. Oz. And I remember this, because I remember him being so popular, my parents, like, buying stuff that he would promote. Wow. But apparently, um, he supported the false claim that green coffee bean act- extract help people lose weight without diet or ex- exercise. Are you sure that's a real thing? I feel like that was like one of those uh, internet scams. That click on what Dr. Oz says. I'm not sure if he well, truly... Well, apparently he had to go to a Senate hearing about it. Oh, and okay. And that company had to pay $3.5 million in the settlement. Oh, interesting. That I didn't know. But that'll lead us to, to our next week's topic. Yes. Or maybe if you're going to push it back another week. No, no, no. Although, next week we got a good show for you guys. I don't know if we're doing one next week. Oh, we, maybe the week after. Because next week's July 3rd. Oh, yeah. Because anyway. I'm going to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, fun. What yeah. are you going to see? I forget who's there. But I'm going. You don't know who you're going to see? No. Your wife bought tickets. No, it's a it's a function through the hospital. We go with our group, our practice every year. I hope it's someone good. No, it's good. And then they do the firework thing. It's fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what else? Maybe a little John Mellencamp. Someone patriotic. No, it's not John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> it's uh, we saw Hole and Oates one year. That was fun. I don't remember who it's going to be. We didn't see any doctors up there though performing. <laughs> no. No. But interesting. One year. Who was it? Who was Smokey Robinson was one year. That's amazing. And one of the anesthesia residents at the hospital where I work um, must have been like in one of the front rows and he pulled her up on stage and she was dancing with him. Oh, and it was hysterical. That's um, great. Yeah, yeah. And now she's still here at the hospital. So every now and then we'll make fun of her. Are your daughters going? Is your whole family going? Two out of three. One is in Europe. Okay. Living the dream. Wow. Yes. Maybe Jealous. Maybe you should sit close to the stage see if they get pulled up. Yeah, I'm not going to be next to the stage. No. <laughs> and they're not getting up on stage. <laughs> okay. Not my kids. All right. All right. So, anything else? No, but next week you didn't... We kind of gave them a little... And then we cut off. Oh, so what, what are we doing? we're going to talk about next week. Next, next week? podcast. Next podcast. Is. We're talking about doctors mm-hmm. who have had... Who maintain their being a doctor with a second career or have pivoted to doing something entirely different yeah so we got some surprises in story. yeah and i think it's a kind of fun interesting topic it is yeah there you go at gross anatomy podcast dot com dot follow com. us on instagram follow us on instagram give us suggestions give us questions um what else that's it that's it that's what, that's what we need that's what we got 
All right. Thanks for joining. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.